What up, y'all? My name is Ella, and I am an Afro-Latina mental health advocate. Welcome to my new podcast, Building You Up. The world keeps turning. Oh, what a day. What a day, what a day. Hola, mi gente. Hello to my people. Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get into today's show topic, I need to say, pardon my delay and pardon my MIA. But homegirl was trying to get her life together by way of de-stressing. So I bet you want to know what happened. Well, I would be happy to tell you. So I put up my first podcast episode on February 1st. I have about 1,100 followers on Instagram, but when I started this initiative of self-love, I only had like about 500 followers and my followers boosted up in less than two months. And then out of nowhere, I got featured in an article by Fierce, Fierce by Me Too. If you don't know what Me Too is, Me Too is a multimedia production company that produces content on YouTube and via online and they cater to Latino millennials and the info to that feature is going to be in the show notes but the reason why I bring that up is that number one it really pushed me into gear it really made me feel as though people are listening and people are interested in what I have to say and that my words matter so I get this attention I get feedback from followers I get notes from people on social media I get messages in my inbox encouraging me and telling me to keep doing a good job and it makes me want to do a good job. So I picked up my laptop and I got my mic and I decided to do a good job. And then I had a breakdown. Because the truth of the matter is that this girl right here is a perfectionist and perfectionism is so exhausting. And something that I believe in my core is that perfectionism prevents progress. I'm gonna say that one more time. Perfectionism prevents progress. But let me just take a step back and let me tell you why perfectionism prevented progress for me. What happened is that I developed so much anxiety around being perfect and around having the best presentation to my standards that it kind of stunted me. It stopped me in my path. You you see, the the thing about perfectionism is that it's it's not um, unbiased. Perfectionism is very biased. Within the lens of perfectionism, everything is bad. Nothing is good enough, right? So if I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about what my mentor is going to say, what my mother is going to say, what my listeners are going to say, what my new Instagram followers are going to say. If I'm thinking about that, I'm only thinking about what the negative things are going to say, like me not amounting to enough. And so all of that caused me to get into a huge frenzy, okay? And I kind of just shut down. You know, I put too much on my plate, but I am seeing more and more every day through the work that I do and especially through my Instagram page where I reach a lot of people that a part of my purpose is to be as honest about my struggle (laughs) so that other people can can learn and also not feel alone in their struggle and hopefully move through their struggle. That is one of the reasons why I want to talk about self-love today, because I forgot about myself. I forgot about the purpose. I forgot about where I started. And where I started was somebody who had 400 or 500 followers of people who I know from real life, actually, to somebody who is reaching 
individuals in Alaska. And um, the most recent person I talked to was in Argentina. She saw one of my um, acne pictures and we were talking and stuff like that. And she was telling me, thank you so much for for being that brave. And when when you can reach people in other countries, not just other states, but when you can reach people in other countries, it really kind of can freak you out to the power of the internet. I know that people gripe about what the internet is and what social media is and how uh, much negative influence it can, you know, impact and how, you know, we get this fake news sometimes because there are all these voices on the internet and all these voices participating in social media. But the other side of that, that dark narrative in regards to social media is that it is powerful. It can be positive. It is a tool that can be used for good and bad. And the fact that I am trying to use this tool, not just the tool of my voice, but the tool of of social media, the platform that I am building, the fact that I am trying to use that for good and that I'm actually reaching people and sparking people's attention means a lot to me. And it causes me to put a lot of pressure on myself. And that pressure can sometimes cause me to forget about myself. And so I decided to take it back, to take a break, to meditate, to get off of social media and remind myself of some things. And the main thing is that I promised myself that throughout this entire journey, wherever it was going to take me, that I would always be 100% honest with the people that I came across on social media. What that means is that I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I do not know everything. I have great insight. I have um, great ideas and powerful things that I do in my life that impact people in real life and on social media. And I guess that means I have influence, but that does not mean that I know everything. That does not mean that I, don't, that I have it together. It means that I'm trying to get it together. <laughs> by my own terms, by my own definitions, and I'm trying to be the best person I can be for myself, and that is very unique. And if you get something from my journey that can help you be your best version without copycatting my version, then that's what I want. And I'm always gonna keep it 100 and let you know that I'm not having a good day, or I'm not having a good week, or I can't put this podcast out, and I'm not going to force myself into exhaustion or kind of stress myself out by those little things that ultimately don't matter because then I can't be my best self and I can't be that person that everybody on my platform is looking at because all those posts that I put up comes from a place of me being my best self. So the core, the essence, the purpose, the foundation of who Ella Speaks is, is authenticity and honesty. And that is what has brought this episode to your ears. Like I said before earlier, it's all about self-love. So that's what happened. And a big part of where I am in life is understanding myself more and honoring myself more so that I can optimize not just my mental health, but so that I can optimize my self-love, which will ultimately optimize my way of living. So that kind of gets us into today's show, which is all about self-love. Now, this topic of self-love cannot be boxed into one episode. Therefore, this just has to be an ongoing conversation, an ongoing topic, which will be sprinkled about and throughout future episodes. However, for the sake of context, today we're going to focus on self-love and language. I'm going to ask and answer the question, what is self-love? What does it mean? I will be sharing my perspectives and I'm going to really focus on those words and those stories that we tell ourselves, which can contribute or detract from self-love. Thanks again 
for listening. This episode is being supported by Vottle. Vottle. Fall back in love with your voice. <laughs> Vottle is one of the premier and first audio sharing social media platforms. And here is a word from our sponsors. Try Vottle, the world's first audio social network. You can post, comment, and reply to voices across the world. It's the only platform that gives your voice back to you. Well, say something, anything. Well, uh, thanks. Welcome back. So what is self-love? I have my own definition that I constantly, you know, change and tweak. I think that self-love has a lot to do with the inside, with your soul, with your heart, with your relationship with yourself. So putting a definition on self-love sometimes can be very limiting in what it's supposed to be. And also putting a definition on self-love can make it feel like it's supposed to be something if that makes sense, that you're supposed to only do it a certain way, that that a book is going to give you answers or that there is a instruction manual out there on how to love yourself, which is so untrue. But before we get further into my perspectives and definitions, I want to share something that I am doing and have done in the past to help me get clear on my intentions in life as well as my understanding of self-love and self-care. It's something powerful that I do, which is Googling. <laughs> I Google the shit out of everything, y'all. Like I just Google stuff. So I went to Psychology Today, which is one of my favorite websites. And it says that self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. I would be guessing that those actions are um, self-care. You know, that's how I interpret it. And the last one, my favorite definition, I wish I would have came up with this myself. It's from goodtherapy.org. Check it out. It'll be in the show notes. Goodtherapy.org says that self-love refers to the act of valuing one's own happiness and well-being. Self-love is a kind of acceptance that can be described as an unconditional sense of support and caring and a core of compassion for the self. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's very detailed and to the point in a way and very descriptive and it encompasses so many things when it comes to self-love. Now, what I consider self-love, the practice of holistic appreciation. Boom, bam, damn. Thank you, ma'am. That's what self-love is to me. I also think that self-love is very individualistic and that it's very personal and that you cannot dare tell someone how to love themselves. I also think that those of us who may come from childhoods that are not abundant in love have more of an issue accessing that self-love that we so need. I also think that the media and just social interactions through the different ages and stages of our life contributes to our self-love. Speaking for me, I'm not there yet. I'm not all the way there yet. Every day I practice different little trinkets of what I think are self-love from fixing myself up and caring for myself and, and having a standard of what I will allow myself to look like outside the house <laughs> to the people that I keep around to who I share my body with, to the time that I have for myself, the time that I don't have for myself, to the things that I tell myself. All of that is self-love to me. And I think that for me also, I cherish 
self-love and I cherish the process of 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 really practicing self-love and carrying it with me throughout my day because it is so private and I think that self-love is is a thing that could be similar or I think what's that word um compared to religion or or an intimate relationship that you have with a lover or a partner because if you let someone into your own practice of self-love or into your own definition of self-love that leaves it open for interpretation misinterpretation judgment and criticism and you know what that impacts your self-love it impacts how you feel about yourself you know because then you start thinking that you're not doing it right but guess what you are doing it right trying to, to love yourself better or just trying to love yourself period is doing it right but one thing specifically in regards to this topic is the language that we use and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this so much in this episode of building you up is because during my first episode I called myself a bitch and the thing about the word bitch is that that word is thrown around like nothing and it can be said so many different ways it could be like bitch you crazy it could be like yeah I'm that bitch meaning that you know you're the shit but even in this series of examples that I'm using, I said bitch could mean that I'm the shit. Now let's just break that down. Why am I using two negatively charged words in order to mean something good? And I am not one to want to overthink culture because it comes down to the culture aspect of of hip hop and the younger generation because a lot of the slang that we've used back in the day and that is still used is slang such as that's stupid dope like that's really cool that's awesome right but they're negatively charged words they mean negative things and through the act the transformation of language and perspectives and culture and the people that use those things these negatively charged words have become positive right and i'm on board with that i think it's amazing i think it's great i think it's necessary but at the same time when we're talking about this within the context of self-love i think it deserves or i think we deserve or we owe it to ourselves to take a minute and examine that language that we use to describe ourselves, to talk about ourselves in the third person, to tell a story about what happened, to point out a flaw or to point out something that is not a flaw, that is great about us. What language are we using when we're doing that? And how does that language impact our mentality and our emotional health and how we look at ourselves? Another example that I have is I was talking to one of my friends um, when I was at the gym and I have a joke. I have a joke that um, I call myself a BBB, a triple B. And my friend was like, what is a triple B? And I said, a triple B is a big back bitch. And he was like, what? Why do you call a big back bitch? And I said, because, you know, I'm, I have, I have a big, you know, big shoulders and a big back, you know, and stuff like that. So instead of downing myself or wanting to drastically change it and hate myself for my body stature, I might as well just embrace it. And he said, 
well, that's interesting, you know, embracing it by using self-deprecating language. We got to be careful with that self-deprecating language. And from that day, it really made me just think like it just stuck with me. And it made me wonder about all those negative things that I say about myself, those self-deprecating things that ultimately I'm, you know, making myself the joke. And so then I went further into reflection to see where that comes from. And it honestly, honestly comes from me being a younger kid and kids picking on me and me only having comedy to deal with, you know, to, to fight back with. I had comedy to fight back with. So the first comedy that I ever learned was self-deprecating because if I could get to the joke about myself before they could get to the joke, then I've won. I've gotten some power. I've gotten some control in that situation. And I no longer am at the will of somebody else. So now as an adult in my 20s, I still do the same thing. And there's not as many or a lot of people making fun of me but I'm still rushed and hurried to make that joke, that self-deprecating joke about myself, which then kind of mirrors my self-love. Because for example, a big part of my self-love is going to the gym. And as we know, the majority of the time, people go to the gym to change themselves because they are unhappy. And that unhappiness with yourself equates to me as non-acceptance of who we are. And I think it's all fine and dandy to change to want to change what we don't like the healthy way but when you're not accepting it because you hate it about yourself like I don't like my big back like I just I don't like it it doesn't make me feel feminine I'm constantly comparing myself I'm constantly wanting to look smaller you know I haven't accepted it yet but what if that's just a part of my structure a part of my body that I can't change because that's just how I'm built so let's say I, I get smaller which I am getting smaller and my back still remains big then what I'm not going to be happy why am I not going to be happy because of self love if I learn or if I attempt to learn as I'm doing now to just love every inch of my body as it is and and tell myself you know what it's I'm not where I'm at but it's okay because you know I'm still cute and I really mean it with my heart that's what self-love is but I'm not gonna lie to you it's easier said than done because as I said in the beginning of this self-love there's no book on it you can't learn it from an instruction manual there's not a right way to do it although there is a consensus on the not so right ways to do it you know it's really all about how you feel inside and I think that the first step to self-love is number one accepting that it might take a long time you have to discover different parts of yourself and then you can get to the other side so you number one you got to accept the time commitment if you want to work on this number two you gotta start accepting those things that you feel are unacceptable about yourself. Number three, we gotta start evaluating that language that we use. When, when we talk about things that, that, that have happened in the past, are we always the victim? When we talk about our body parts, is it always in a negative tone? When we talk about our goals or where we are in life, is it negative or is it possible? Um, positive. All those things, all those questions in regards to words and language have to do deeply with self-love. And so I'm going to challenge you because I'm challenging myself now that I've woken up and I realize that, damn, I'm using a lot of different words that are, are actually sugarcoating or trying to cover up or hide my pain behind those jokes that have not been resolved yet. So my challenge is a mindfulness challenge. For the next seven days, I am going to focus on my language when it comes 
to me talking to myself? Like, how am I referring to myself? And if you want to do this with me, because I'm challenging you to do this with me, you don't have to write down every single thing that comes up. And you don't have to burden yourself with paying attention to every single word that you use. But just tell yourself that this week I'm going to start pay atten- paying attention and putting my antennas up anytime I start talking about myself or I start explaining something about myself or describing something about myself or my life. And by telling yourself that and making that promise to yourself, I guarantee you that now when you're having conversations, something's going to stick out to you. And whatever stuck out to you most during that week, I challenge you to journal about it. And I challenge you to ask yourself, why? Why am I using that language? I'll use me as an example again. The whole BB thing, big back bitch. Um, I found out that it, that it had to do with the jokes and the teasing in school and that I'm a jokester and I use self-deprecating language to get to the bunt of the joke quicker than the other person. So I had to ask myself, how does that, like, how do I feel about that? Like, now that I realize that I'm tripping and I'm really kind of insulting myself and making it, and, and I'm insulting myself because I'm trying to cover up my pain behind this, like, like that, that shit is deep, right? And I kind of, I felt scared, honestly, you know, because it gets overwhelming because you you wonder about your programming. As we know, words become things. Words are very powerful things. As I tell myself those things, I feel better and I start viewing my back a lot differently. So that's my take on self-love and language. And I hope that you take that challenge with me. I hope that you can start being mindful of the words that you use when you refer to yourself and asking yourself those why questions and trying to take those negative statements that you might be saying to yourself and switching them around or finding the positive in them and realizing how do these things make me feel? And I know that's what a therapist would ask, but still, they're good questions to ask yourself because in getting to know yourself in that way, asking yourself those tough questions, sitting in your feelings, to me, that's all about self-love, self-discovery, understanding yourself, you know, appreciating those different parts of you. So that's what I got to say about that. Thank you so much for listening. This is your girl, Ella. All the information that you need will be in the show notes and I look forward to continuing this conversation of self-love with you. Peace out.